It's Amber Bradley, your host for the unscripted side of LP. It's Talk LP Podcast time. What's up, Talk LP fans? It's Amber Bradley back at you in the podcast seat, which is one of my favorites, I must admit. Super stoked to welcome two rock stars into the Talk LP podcast arena this week. Freeing Returns, which is such a cool name. Okay, Barbara Jones-Brown, founder and CEO of Freeing Returns, and the gentleman that needs no introduction because all my LP listeners know Johnny Custer, Chief Operating Officer, what's going on? Okay, we've got, so I, I had to get you guys on the podcast because lots of reasons. We'll start with a couple, but number one, it's like, started to see you guys around kind of saw Johnny at the big show I was like what is this freeing returns but yes. let's start with some intros and kind of who you are um and then we'll get into exactly what you do and and how it helps retail so Barbara Jones Brown welcome hello, to the hello. Podcast. hello everyone and it's so great to be on top LP I've watched many of the shows Amber love it love it love it and excited to be on the show today but I'm Barbara Jones Brown I'm the founder and CEO of Freeing Returns, formerly known as Lily R&B Inc. And my background is over 20 plus years in the retail technology space. I'm a technical founder. So I have code, actual code that I've written running in over 4,000 stores throughout the US, Canada and Japan. Um, and so really I'm coming into this space after working with retailers over the last 20 years and just helping them solution um, issues that we are facing, that we are, uh, our product solves today, and that's retail loss, that's profit optimization, fraud detection, fraud prevention. And so we've been on that, uh, I've always been in the seat of the solution provider that would help them integrate solutions into their architecture. And now, um, you know, after an amazing year last year, being a solution provider that has a product that will help them in this space. So I'm super excited to be here and, and just happy to be on the show. Yeah, that's really cool because you think about a perfect marriage between someone who is a technology executive, right, yeah, in Barbara, right. and then marrying with kind of the loss prevention, the retail perspective, which mm -hmm. is Johnny. Tell us. Yeah, yeah, it's been an exciting time. It's been an exciting transitional period. Um, for those that, that don't know me, and there's quite a few people that don't know me out there, Amber. Um <laughs> I've been in the business. I just celebrated my 30th year, which wow. explains the glasses and the gray yeah, hair. Yeah, you're old. I can't, That's I can't okay. get over it. Yeah, don't show any before <laughs> and after pictures. Uh, but you know, I spent the bulk of my early career actually as a retailer, a retail loss prevention professional. It's all I ever wanted to do. Started at 14 years old, decided this is what I wanted, studied, graduated from high school, jumped right into it, and spent mm -hmm. a lot of time chasing bad guys, which is what we did, and got pretty good at it, like a lot of us do. But something was always missing. I was looking at the data and just kept thinking there's got to be more we can do with this, especially as things became more readily available, like exception-based reporting and business intelligence mm -hmm. tools. So I had the good fortune of meeting my partner in crime, Ernie Dolly, who is the former uh, senior vice president of loss prevention for CVS Pharmacy. And he was really doing some interesting things around bringing data in from across the enterprise and looking for trends and patterns within all of the data, not just exception-based reporting data. And really what that led us to was something that we call the full Monty or the fully loaded number, but all the cool kids today are calling it total retail loss. 
So when we heard that there's been kind of this evolutionary thought change toward a total retail loss, this is what we've always done anyway. So we just thought it was a great opportunity, a natural transition for us to jump in with a company like Barbara. As soon as we met Barbara, her energy is infectious, her passion and her vision are infectious. And the name of the company, Freeing Returns, that really got us because we're talking about freeing returns to the retailer's bottom line. We're talking yeah. returning measurable value. So I was excited across the board. Can't wait to get started. We're about to launch the product. Uh, things are all moving in the right direction for us. And also, Amber, one one quick thing that Johnny yeah. just reminded me about. So Johnny uh, mentioned Ernie Dolly. And so before I even met Johnny, um, I had met Ernie on the Internet. I was searching for, you know, shrink gurus, you know, who are the people that are leading this whole effort of fraud and shrink and loss in retail. And I kept seeing this guy's name pop up, Ernie Dolly, Ernie Dolly, Dolly. So I just contacted him out of the blue on LinkedIn and told him what I was trying to do. And would he become an advisor to the company? So Ernie was our first advisor. I didn't even know about Johnny at the time. And then I met Johnny and come to find out Johnny and Ernie were related, you know, connected. So we actually brought Johnny on first, then brought on Ernie. So it comes full circle because Ernie had been working with me as an advisor for years before I ever met Johnny. Yeah, that's really cool because while Freeing Returns is new, you have a brand new identity, brand new website. Check it out which is really cool. You're new, but not a newbie, especially. No. So Barbara, no. talk a little bit about that. You know, I know you started to go into it with Ernie, but you're certainly not new to successful no. technology implementations. No. So as Spring Returns, formerly known as Lily R&B Inc. So a lot of retailers know Lily and it's an acronym. Amber, I got to put this out there. So yes. let's imagine life with ladies in IT has always been a passion of mine to bring more women into especially IT, but especially retail IT and retail technology. And so uh, Lily R&B has been around for <laughs> 10 years. In fact, we celebrated our 10 year anniversary this year. And so we've been working with retailers as their system integration partner. And uh, for years, you know, and even my background before Lily, we worked with a company that Oracle Retail acquired and uh, they used the software to become their POS system. And so Years of working in the space, years of working with the operations team, the store systems team, the loss prevention team, the asset protection team, years of working with them on that solution provider system integration side. And so, um, like you said, it's a perfect marriage. You bring that technology with people that know this space and know how to build it. And now we can create a tool that's very easy for retailers to put in. And so definitely the spring returns is new, but this team that we put together is not new. Yeah, I think that's a huge plus because you think about, oh, technology and new and no one wants to be a bleeding edge adopter of something right, that right. hasn't been around. But what's cool is the backbone of this is tried and exactly. true over and over and over. Implementation exactly. after implementation, which is so cool. But yeah, so Amber, the widget is yeah. new, right? The widget's new, not the technology, not the methodology, not the practical application. It's the widget because as technology yeah. continues to improve, we want to add more machine learning. We want to yeah. add additional AI components. We want to add features as we've learned from listening to the feedback of earlier customers. So our yeah. methodology is proven. So far, our company has, our methodology is responsible for over $938 million in savings across retail. We hope yeah. to double that over the next couple of years with freeing returns. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's a proven methodology. We've just put it on a much bigger, better, faster, stronger platform now. Yeah, exactly. that's a good distinction to make because 
It's not that you've been implementing technology in every other industry. It's been retail. It's mm -hmm. retail. It's all retail. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. So, um, Johnny, you were saying, oh, now all the cool kids call it total retail loss, right? I mean, you had to have you have to have the accent that Adrian Beck has to really <laughs> have it that give it that ring. But yeah. you know, I, I won't do my imp impression of Adrian because he's a good friend, <laughs> love him, respect him. But um, you know, so this this started coming up, I don't know, a couple years ago. I mean, that's probably showing my age because I'm like a couple years, you're like, yeah, it's like 10. Anyway, yeah. um, so it's interesting because you guys, you're talking about the total retail loss figure, which, you know, Adrian has, you know, said many times, it's not the, it's not the lack of data in an environment mm -hmm. like retail. It's yeah. how, what do you, what do you do with it all? And how do you make, it make data? Sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, talk a little bit about that, Barbara, and then we'll switch it back to, to Johnny for his perspective. So Amber, you hit the nail on the head is retailers have tons of data. I mean, they have data in all their different channels. They have data that they get from customers, their inventory, their vendors. They have tons of data. But just think about it. These are retailers. They're not technology companies. Now, some of them look like it because they have probably more developers than some of the software companies we all know and love. So they kind of look like they are. They're not technology companies. And so just imagine having all this data and no insight into certain areas or siloed insight where they, the, the in-store can see what's going on, but not the e-commerce. So they don't know what's happening with mobile compared to what they're doing online. And think about how we shop as customers. It's omni-channel. It's, it's everything. I think, what's the new word we heard, Johnny? Fidgetal? The fidgetal. Fidgetal. <laughs> we heard about oh, my before. God. The fidgetal re revolution. Yeah, oh. we heard that that word. Um, but just think about it. We are buying stuff online. We're picking yeah. it up at the store. We're returning it at the store. We're going to curbside delivery after we ordered it on our phone. That data is starting to mesh and the same people are in all the channels. So just imagine being able to have that data in one platform and get insight into everything that's going on. That's what I think about with total retail loss is just using that data they already have to see what they can't see right now because it's either siloed or it's just too much data and they can't see it. Johnny knows all the LP talk on top of that, but that's what I think about just from technology standpoint of what we're doing with data right yeah, now. And let me stay with you for a second, Barbara, on that because I'll just say I am not a big like techie person. I will say that, but much <laughs> like most of America, COVID pushed yeah. me into buying yeah. stuff on my phone, right? I've got a, everything hooked up now. I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing. I'm returning it. So what's interesting is you talk about that and and in your experience, obviously vast, right? Did, yeah. Is that part of it? You know, that that retail needs this because COVID kind of forced everybody into yeah. this Bopus, Mopus, all this stuff that everybody's <laughs> doing it. Yeah, and that's what we that's what we've heard. We talk to retailers almost every week as we're introducing people to free returns. And what we've heard from them is that data has to be key in the decisions that they make now. It can't just be, oh, we think we need to do this. They want to start making decisions based on data. We talked with a huge international grocery retailer, and that's what they told us, is that they realize that data is the most important thing for them right now. Every project that they're doing is all around data, data analysis. They want to start making really informed decisions based on the data that they have. And so now, they're doing all kinds of projects to help them understand their data. And so this type of application was music to their ears because that's what we want to do as well is bring this data 
all this data that they're already collecting into one place with actionable, measurable insight. And so um, the technology exists today to do this, and it, it's not even expensive anymore. You can do it all in the cloud. And so bringing that together is what Frame Returns. That's really a lot of what we do. Well, you can't argue with data, right, Barbara? I mean, data right. is math, and math is truth. So yeah. if, if you're looking at data, the data, and you're looking at it the right way from the right angle, um, and you're getting enough information all into the same area instead of having to reach in all of these different siloed data pockets, if you can bring exactly. everything in under one umbrella, which is our goal, the data can tell you a lot of very comprehensive stories. Mm -hmm. Not only can it tell you exactly where you need to go from a store responsibility standpoint, it could tell you exactly what you need to do when you get there. And more yeah. importantly, it'll tell you the exact financial impact that it's going to have. This is one of the things that we really pride ourselves on versus a lot of our competitors out there. We don't measure success and measure ROI on the number of cases that we develop or the number of bad guys that we catch. Certainly catching bad guys is always going to be a part of what we do. But we look at how many dollars we can return to the retailer's mm. bottom line. What yeah. is our measurable impact to your P&L? We're going to touch a number of different points on your gross margin line. We're going to touch your shrink, obviously, right, by the mm -hmm. traditional definition. We're also going to touch markdowns, though. Because mm -hmm. for those of you, I mean, there's many of you out there that understand as markdowns go up, shrink tends to go down and vice versa. It's a matter of finding that nice balance so that we get that consistent shrinking number instead of that bounce effect. So we go after shrink, we go after markdowns, we go after any known loss, spoilage or damages. All yeah. of these controllable loss elements that retailers can really get their arms around beyond just catching bad guys that can really drive profitability. So yeah. it's almost like the loss prevention executive searching for funds, right? And it's been a long time that people have said, and I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, it's doing more with less. I hate that. I hate things that yes. are said 50,000 times, but this is a perfect way to do that if you're looking for a solution that is incorporating operations, right? So it's not just a case management thing that you're like, oh, okay, found this bad guy. It's it's more of the operational side too, but I'll tell you, Johnny, you know, I like to I like to make sure that we're not in a marketing speak talk fest, right? My listeners yeah. appreciate that, I think. But so all of that is great. However, people in in retail, grocery, you know, small box, big box, boutique, they're dealing with labor, right? People that may not be technical wizards like you guys. So then mm -hmm. it's like, okay, talk about the execution of it. Like how easy is it for the store manager who's got 9,000 other things to take care of to read, right? And it's mm -hmm. quick. Is I would think that if you guys are successful, that's a big differentiator. Yeah, practical application is huge, right? And that's really what comes from our experience in the field. I know what I had time for and what I didn't have time for and what I needed to prioritize and what I didn't need to prioritize. I know what I was bonused on and how I could best impact my market and still reach my bonus potential. These were all things that were important to me, right? So when we were designing the program, everything has to be actionable. Everything has to be practically applicable. And if it's not, then it doesn't get pushed through. I have been on too many data wild goose chases in my time, yeah, to, to yeah. just too many. I don't ever want to do it again. So we made a concerted effort that when we're looking at this information, we're first of all correlating every pattern and trend that we find against the P&L for whatever location we're looking at. This means that we're able to tell you, is this pattern having an impact on that store? Is it a good impact that we want to emulate elsewhere? Or is it a negative impact that we're going to want to stop and reverse? That's mm -hmm. key. Then the next component is, okay, 
We've identified that correlation. Now, how actionable is it? And what does that action look like for the average field user? Is this something that's going to take five hours for them to do? No, oh, it's Nobody like red, hours. yellow, green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's, it's not. It's not about taking all of that time. We're giving them a traffic light system. We're giving them the fastest way to get this problem rectified. 90% of the issues that we isolate and identify are fixable within 30 minutes. And the tool that we that we put this information into, we've designed it with the thought, what if retailers only have 10 or 15 minutes a week yep. to look at data? Yep. How can we get the most important data in front of them, get yeah. them actionable insights and get them back out into the and store? And if you have a lot of stores, you're lucky to have five mm. or 10 minutes, right? Especially exactly. if you're one of these, a, a restaurant or one of these huge conglomerates, right? They've got 2000 stores. They, you know, yep. and, and you well know, as so is my audience, that they're not staffed up, right? You don't have a person, a store. I mean, these, right, some of these right. folks, they've yeah. got like, they're like, oh, I've got 500. I have the entire East Coast. And you're like, oh my God, you yep. know? So that's, I think that's a huge thing in what you're talking about because I have heard that this total retail loss type concept is often like, yeah, yeah, got to do that, sure. And then they're like, oh my God, we don't have labor to do that. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's important to point out when we're talking about total retail loss, more often than not, we're not implementing new procedures. We're not implementing new protocols or new programs in the company. Most companies, when they set themselves up, they already know how to run a successful business. It's just that over the course of time and communication breakdowns and training breakdowns and people making a copy of a copy of a copy from a training generation perspective, you kind of lose things. You lose mm -hmm. that consistent execution. Our program isn't designed to give you new projects to work on. It's just to simply yeah. illustrate when your people are not meeting your expectations, you need to be aware of it. And more importantly, when they're not meeting your expectations and it's starting to cost you money, now you need to action it. Yeah, and that's exactly. what the program's about. It's about getting out there and just making sure that people are doing what they're supposed to be doing when they're supposed to be doing it. We're not reinventing the wheel. We're just right. playing big brother, really. Yeah. And it's way more, if you hear freeing returns, it's way more than returns. It's not, yeah, it's not refund, the product yeah. back. It's returns to the whole bottom line, like really important stuff to wall street, to everybody else uh, in the health of your company. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Think, think found money. Like right now when <clears throat> the economy is tight, just imagine if you could find the extra 10 million that you didn't know you had through this system is like, wow, we just found $10 million that we can control and we can put back to our bottom line. Think about it that, that way. And on the technology side, Amber, you were saying like, okay, how does this thing work? Think about, you know, something as easy as all of us using our phone. You just said, I'm not really technology savvy, but now I can order stuff online and, and have it picked. Imagine being able to do that with your loss prevention team. Yeah. So, you know, using people like Johnny as the user acceptance testing for this application, we wanted to design it so that it's something that's easy to use. You can give to your investigators. They can put it on their phone or their tablets, go in the store and know exactly what they need to do with tools that they're familiar with because we all know how to use our phones. So yes. that's how we designed it. So it's easy to use. You don't have to get a degree in free and returns to be able to operate this application. I love that. I love that. And it's, you know, much to the chagrin of my bank account that I finally realized, oh, I can just click PayPal and I can pay in like two steps. And so that, I love, I love that example, Barbara, because it's perfect yeah. for me because you're taking people like me and then you're saying, <laughs> Hey, you can solve the shrink for your store 
And it's yes. just on your phone, red, yellow, green. Bring it up on your phone, right head up. into the store. Exactly. Yeah. And think about the way retailers have been doing things. When I came up in retail, I had a number of stores. I've had store spans of control that ranged anywhere from 10 to 75. To at one point, I think I had 1,300 yeah. stores. How wow. do you figure out where you need to go? Well, in the old way of doing things, and by old way of doing things, I mean the way a lot of retailers are still doing them. As a person that had a span of control, you were supposed to visit every one of your stores once a month or once a week or whatever the case may be. That's a lot of windshield time that, frankly, probably isn't necessary. We all have our shrink target stores that we're supposed to go to every week and do the same audit over and over and over again. This is not data-driven intelligence. We believe that we can give stores and loss prevention users the ability mm -hmm. to determine what stores do I actually need to go to? Which ones can yes. I maybe skip this month? And more importantly, when I get to these stores, how can I very quickly and very effectively impact that store's P&L and educate people within that store, get in, quick win, and get out? Yeah, it's almost like I'm looking at my phone and it's like, oh, I've got five green stores. Why don't I just spend my time on the red one that's just yep. right here? <laughs> Yep, exactly. Yeah, it, it's it's really just taking. I, I, got, it. I got it. I got. I mean, I'm no I'm no techie, but I got it. You got it, Amber. <laughs> all right. So, all right. This is really interesting to me. So, so Barbara, I do want to talk a little bit about your kind of your background, but more importantly, kind of where we are today with Ring Returns, and you do have some yeah. pretty cool people involved, which I think <laughs> not only is it a little bit of like star power, but also you've made an impact on right. i would say your passion in the industry of getting women involved in it which is amazing yeah. but then yeah. also you're a proven entity right because you wouldn't have certain people involved if it wasn't like nah she's good you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean i've it's, it's been humbling for me amber um to enter this type of space uh, where you don't see a lot of people that look like me in this space. And so to get into this space, to meet people like Johnny, Ernie, and build this amazing team, and then to have it validated by people like Serena Williams, who is an investor in the company. She owns a big chunk of Fring Returns. We have people like Morgan Stanley Bank also has a nice um, equity position in the company. Um, and then, you know, just all kinds of, we have like um, so many amazing developers Google for startups, we got funded by them. A Salesforce gave us funding because they want to see this application in their app, which is the order management system. So we're all over the place. And, you know, for me, it's that validation of, you know, being a woman in technology to have these people that support, you know, bringing, you know, more people, you know, in diversifying the space and bringing more people into technology. So I'm humbled by these people who have come on this journey to really help me we're venture-backed, so it's a venture-backed uh, solution provider um, in this space. And so, um, you know, we're just excited that, you know, we are able to, and a lot of them don't know this space. Like, we're educating them on loss prevention. They ask us all the time, what are people doing? Yeah. How are they still? <laughs> what is going on? Retailers lose money. How? So That's we're educating so these people who are like, wow, we didn't even know this type of stuff was happening. Right. To be able to now be part of a company that is providing this huge solution. So I'm just humbled by the people that have joined the journey to help us. Well, some of those folks you named, I mean, obviously you think about due diligence. I'm sure yeah. there's some due diligence going on oh, man. before the, <laughs> you're like, tell me about it before they oh, make that type of investment. So I think what's cool about that is, 
you know, loss prevention executives, and Johnny knows what I'm talking about, right? I mean, when you go to pick a solution provider, you're putting your name on them, putting them in your company, especially if you talk about software, you're connecting it to all these things. And it's like, okay, if this doesn't go well, it's highly visible. So I think even making the point, you know, that it's obviously well thought out, well-defined, well-researched, well-invested, obviously, which I think is um, one of the things that when people hear a new company name, they're like, yeah. okay, I don't, I'm going to tread softly here. Be like, no, no, no. Hang on a second. I think if the all-time greatest tennis player ever thinks it's pretty good, <laughs> it probably <laughs> is pretty good. And I'm not saying that because I'm a former collegiate tennis player. Okay. <laughs> I had to throw that in there just in case she watches this. anyway um, (laughs) so so all kidding aside I do think that is uh phenomenal especially because you don't have to worry about you know where are they going to be in six months so so let's transition to the future I mean clearly you guys are you are um invested in Rila I mean you guys are in the industry you are invested in this industry which I think is a great point to make right so let's talk about how you see the future of freeing returns in this year and any, any, anything you want to talk about. I know you have a brand new website, which is awesome, but any, yes. any other things about kind of forward looking for you, Barbara? Yeah, for me is, is, you know, I, I want to get to know, um, especially for me, I have a sweet spot for the ladies in LP. So I would love to be able to get to know a lot of ladies that are leading these, uh, the LP efforts, leading their teams. I want to be uh, someone that can be seen as an advocate for them. Um, and also a thought leader. So that's what a, something I want to see this year, just getting really more involved with different conferences, meeting the different people and the players. Because uh, as far as loss prevention, I am new to the space. They Everybody knows Johnny. You know, Every time I go out with him, they all know him. But uh, people are starting to recognize me as, as well. So I want to really get known in the space. And then we want to really find those retailers who are looking for total raw, total retail loss solutions, who are looking for to work with vendors like us. At the, that's the big thing for us is to get those partners on early who are, you know, the ones that, like you said, Amber, who are willing to, to bet on a company that Serena Williams bet on or that Morgan Stanley bet on or that Salesforce and Google have bet on and come in and be, and be our partners this year. We're looking to do that. And then by the end of the year, we want to be able to um, increase that number on our website. We have a huge number on our website of, of monies that, you know, we've helped retailers with, we want to see that thing double this year or, you know, at least grow by 25%. And so being able to help our customers this year is a huge thing for us is being able to help retailers put that found money back in their pocket. So we got a bunch of lofty goals, but I think I have the right team that could help me get there. So I'm excited about it. You know, Amber and Barbara, we, we also bet on ourselves too, right? We've got a couple of different pricing models that we use, and we don't need to get into that right now. But, you know, we're obviously a traditional SaaS vendor, and we're, we're looking at SaaS pricing. But we also wanted the opportunity to put our money where our mouth is. And on some of the yeah. projects, we're offering retailers the opportunity to do a game share, where they just yeah. don't pay us anything, and we only get paid off of what we save them. And because yeah. of wow. the intricate way That's that we look at That's a big deal. It is. Say that again, is, Johnny. Say that again. Yeah. It's a very different approach, right? A lot of retailers. So wait, never so wait. Been... So you're saying if you save a retailer a certain amount, then you don't make anything unless you save them a certain amount. 
Is correct. that what exactly. Correct. Correct. So we call it our milestone bonuses. So as an example, if we save the retailer $10 million that we can isolate and quantify, we have to be able to prove to the retailer that this was based on our efforts. I mean, a team effort combined, obviously, but it was because of the programs that we helped them implement. If we can prove that we saved them $10 million over the course of the year, and we'll communicate that number as it grows, it's not a big surprise at the end of the year. We'll tell them as it, as it incrementally jumps up. We get a small percentage of that found money and they keep the rest. So right now um, we're doing 10 cents goes to freeing returns and 90 cents of every dollar goes back to the retailer. We're going to be offering some promotional pricing here where we may draft that down to seven or eight cents. Um, but we think it's a great way for us to prove, look, we're confident in what we can do. We're going to bet yeah. on ourselves. And if right. we don't save you money, we don't get paid. Talking exactly. about putting your money where your mouth is. Right. I yes, mean, yes. if you can't trust that, NLP people can't really trust anything. They have a trust no, issue. <laughs> so, we can. it makes so, us good at our job, though. If you can't yeah. trust that, I don't even know what to tell you because that exactly. is uh, amazing. And and you couldn't, you know, ask for a better um, way to explore the possibilities. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, and that's and that's a limited offer. So we're yeah. only offering that to the first, maybe yeah. one to three. So yeah. um, get you know, in early. There's a benefit. To get that. in early, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So where can obviously freeingreturns.com? I will put the the website and contact information in the show notes for folks. But yeah. so the most um, the fastest upcoming way to mm -hmm. to see what this is all about is Rila, right? Exactly. Um, at the yes. end yes. of this. At the end, end of April, end of April. Like what month yeah. are we in? The end of April. Um. So, but but of course, you guys are um available to do some demos and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um. Keep it simple. Keep it quick. Keep it yeah. lively and exciting, just like this podcast. Exactly. Yep. Book a demo on the website. We got a big pink button for you yeah. to see there. Um. Okay. So if you want to get a sneak peek, and then we're also um expecting a lot of people at our booth because we are that newest solution provider in this space, and so. Book appointments with us. We can schedule time so that we're there and we're ready to talk to you. So that's also what we're doing, Amber, is we're booking ahead of Got the it. conference. And so we'll have you in our list on our calendar and we'll meet with yeah. you uh, personally and give you a look at the application. And I heard you may be doing a promotion that's like giving away a little cash, like stick your hand oh, in yes. the Come to the booth. Piggy bank. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> Hashtag spoiler alert, but uh, <laughs> that's awesome. So look them up at Rila. I will have their booth and all their information in the show notes below. Barbara and Johnny, thank you so much for stepping into the Talk LP podcast hot seat. We appreciate you. Awesome. Thank, thank you, thank Amber. You so much. All right. I will see you at Rila. All see right. Take care. Bye-bye, team. Cause, 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 no one can do it like we do it like